So how do we feel about, you know, we're almost done with Ass Quest. Has your ass been quested? <laughs> it's about to get quested if y'all haven't started that. Lesson. <laughs> Let me tell you. Does that mean the skill? Does that mean the skill road is the crack? Uh, oh god! So, welcome back, Joey. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. You missed me. I did lose track of time reading ahead. So everyone's reading ahead. Am I the only one that didn't? It's the end of. I haven't been the entire trilogy, but this is like the end. I need to. I need to know. It's like so close. And this section has six chapters, and I didn't want to be too behind. Oh, oh, I see. Didn't want to be too behind. Welcome to Bucky's Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 16, Assassin's Quest, chapters 31 through 35, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm a first-time audiobook listener. First up is corrections, omissions, and announcements. Uh, I would like to say thank you, Sarah, for the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Pew, pew, pew. Yay. Love those. Love those. Uh, And shout out to Matt for a note all the way from New Zealand praising our long-form discussion. (laughs) It's been so hard to get us to those 95-minute episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Long form. Was there, like, sarcastic quotes around that? (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for validating our (laughs) talking about stuff. Second to last. Yes. Penultimate, I think, is the word. Mm. I don't don't Uh, use fancy words. Chapter 31 is summarized by Joey. Go for it. Yes. This chapter is called Elf Bark, and we'll find out why. This (laughs) starts out... With a prophecy by Gant the White. Sound familiar? There's a white prof, prof, uh, prophet. And uh, the, the, the essence of the, uh, the, the prophecy is that all confidence is given and all confidence is betrayed. Um, and uh, this that basically means somebody that Fitz loves is going to betray him. Dun, dun, dun! Who's that going to be? Um, bop, bop. And I'm like, you know, you always see these prophecies in, in, in fiction, and it's always like, especially fantasy, and it's always like, they're never useful until you until you're, until the reveal happens, and you're like, oh, and it's, it's I don't know, sorry, it's just a stupid pet peeve. Sorry, the biggest plane in the world is passing over my house. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um... Uh, Princess Ketty and Fitz are, plan- are looking over a map because they're trying to make their way to um, to Verity. Uh, Fitz doesn't want to go back on the skill road. We've learned that's not a great thing for him, although their path may require it. Uh, Ketty is growing wary that her Verity might be dead. Fitz gives reassurance. Night Eyes calls Starling a howling bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go fast, and that happened, and it seemed important. Why would I... That howling bitch. Valid. I mean, I guess because she valid. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, That's Rachel's next literary tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> the howling bitch. 
Um, but yeah, fool is the fool is petting a stone dragon, and Fitz describes the skill vision of the market that's there, or at least in his dream. There was a woman similar to the fool, but not the fool. Something about rooster tails. Okay, first time audiobook listener here. Don't know what the hell that. Uh, and then it was a crown. Somebody says something about realda. Somebody's there's realder. Realder. They go yes. realda. Like I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Um, I, how does that, I, I obviously spelled it wrong. How does it, how's that, that seems like an important name. Oh. It's a real deal, Joey. Real deal? Yeah. Real, realder, realder. Realder. Except that it wants to auto reader. <laughs> Dear Reed Dill, uh, realder. Um, Fitz, uh, was realder in the dream. Fitz explains that upon the fool's recitation of the name, that the stone carvings seem to stir, and Night Eyes feels it too. Um, so there's something there's something about that name that those that that the magic in the stone is responding to. Um, they make camp on Black Road Plaza. Fitz, is that correct? That's yeah, that's right, right? What? Black Road, yeah, that works. <laughs> is that not what it's called? I'm not sure it had an official yeah, name, but... I'm just giving you shit. It's fine. Uh, Fitz walked with Kettle. Uh, she warned him about the skill road before the power trio went hunting. The power trio is Fitz, the Fool, and Night Eyes. Yes, it is. See? It is. Um, it's a crew. And then they caught the scent, or at least, I guess, uh, uh, Night Eyes caught the scent of Burl. Was he there? Um, Fitz threw up a skill wall, and Night Eyes went to go kill him, because that's what Night Eyes does. Uh, Fitz waited uh, in the forest and then followed him. Um, Fitz could hear could hear a bit of Burl's and Will's skill conversation or skill versation. That's like infomercial <clears throat> compound word skill versation. Um, and he told Burl to make contact with Fitz, and Will could do the rest, whatever that means. Ominous music. Fitz couldn't sense Burl <laughs> nearby though. Uh, what was Will talking about? Question mark. Uh, Night Eyes and Fitz found and went to kill Burr, Burl. Um, the wolf got a chunk out of his leg, and then Burl used the stone to teleport T-Foot, uh, which is uh, the fuck out of there. But, so, I don't, I, so, these, these skills, these skill stones allow you to just teleport, is that right? Yes. yes. And Burl... Yes. They take you to the place of the other skill stones. To the other... So they're they're like magic portals in any video game. Yeah, yeah they have symbols on them that tell them where they're going. So are, you just you just get sucked through that fucking thing? I mean, how does that work yep. exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, if I'm it's watching like... you travel through that stone, like, what do I? What am I seeing? Is it like Santa Claus through a chimney? Is it like... What is this? I think, I think you just, just fade into the stone. It's just yeah, like... I think you sink into apparate. the stone or something. You're like, oh, yeah. you go into the stone like a wall? Like it's a... Yeah, it's like yeah. A nine and nine and uh, three quarters. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was just trying to figure out. Okay, what? Where on the Harry Potter chart of magical transportation <laughs> are we? <laughs> yeah. So that helps. Nine and three quarters. Nine and three sure. quarters Definitely. more than apparition. Okay. Um, so uh, clearly, Burl got to them through this teleportation stone. Mm-hmm. Right. Came in was gonna was gonna grab Fitz. Uh, but gra- grabbed g- was able to touch the fool instead, and we'll get to what that did. And then he got the hell out after losing part of his leg to the to, to night eyes, right? Um, tasty, tasty. Um, and I'm sure the night eyes ate it. 
Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought about that. It but was me. Point. It was me. Don't waste it. <laughs> um, so the fool's been stunned by Burl's bullshit. Um, so whatever he was going to do, he was intending on doing to Fitz, but it, it, it got it got the fool instead. And Kettle explained that he got uh, the skill hold on the fool, and that his, so the fool's body was sort of in a stupor. And they said, what was it described like that he was sort of like he looked like he was kind of like couldn't couldn't figure out how to say something or something. He, he was kind of his eyes were darting around and just that's kind of disturbing. Um, and then uh, Kettle instructed Fitz to skill battle Will to get the fool back. So she informed it was a matter of time that uh, it was basically necessary to do this because otherwise the connection between the fool and Fitz was going to be exploited and then Will was going to get to, to Fitz. So it was basically also self-preservation. So um, in skill mode, Fitz, uh, what I like to think of as skill, hugged the fool because he just kind of like, <laughs> I guess, cloaked him in skill like power and then and allowed the fool to gather himself, which... You know, I, I think, I guess the skill is, like, it it can wash you away and, like, you kind of stop being you or something. And they were clearly trying to, like, screw the fool up and tear him apart or something. And so Fitz had to get in there and, like, kind of put up defense. Is that right? Mm-hmm. The skill stuff mm-hmm. is a little murky to me. Um, So that happened, and then... It seems like the fool is doing better. Um, he explained that it was what it was like having Burl and Will in his mind. It was like they were in there, like kids smashing things. Um, but the fool seems kind of off. Like I'm kind of like, is he okay? Is there something wrong with him? Was there? He just seems like it seemed too easy. And then um, we find out, or at least Kettle uh, serves elf bark to the to the fool to shield him from the the, the prying hands of Will and Burl. And that's when we learn what Elf Bark is really supposed to do, hence the chapter name. Um, Elf Bark, we learn, is uh, is um, is actually something that uh, I guess numbs numbs you from the skill, um, which should give Fitz a little concern because he's kind of grew up being treated with that stuff, um, which isn't great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> understatement of the century so um yeah. uh we also deduced that we th- or we think and i think this is sort of to like give us some sense that verity is still alive and kicking but we believe that the reason that the fool was able to get away from burl and will and that the fight wasn't really so much of a fight is because verity used one of his trademark skill blasts one of his like you know soul bombs to shake loose the the fits um or to shake loose so that fits could gather the fool together um, and I don't know, I, it seemed like that was a theory, but it seemed to make uh, Ketty happy. Um, because, you know, Verity's alive, yay. Um, and then, okay, and then we go and we go talk a little bit about... Kettle seems to know way too much about the skill, and she's sort of, like, letting a, on a little bit more about, like, how... She, like, she seems to know too much. She, we, don't, we still don't really know why, but there's something to that. And she explains that the elf bark for years and years and years, where it was used as a um, as a as a, as a way to prevent skill use, uh, for, or at least to shield people from skill use by skill users. And what we didn't realize, Shade didn't realize this, but he was treating um, Fitz with this with this elf bark, and we learned that um, this probably actually sort of scarred 
or numbed fits uh, from his full potential. And this, this, I can't, this irritates me. Cause like, again, like I'm like, the fits could be awesome. He could be like this, <laughs> this wits, you know, the wit wielding slash uh, skill using like prodigy. And yet he, he's getting handicapped, like out of the gate and it sucks. I'm like, I just want him to like, I just want him to go super Saiyan one day, you know, like but the potential's <laughs> already been limited. That's my second um, Dragon Ball Z reference in this episode. So I apologize. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we saw for about like, I don't know, like 30 seconds. Fitz was really good at the skill, like right yeah. up the gate. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, like he was better. Galen he was first better touched than Galen with him. without yeah, any training. It was great. <laughs> and, then, and then it was all destroyed. Yeah. And then it was all downhill from there. But and, <laughs> between is the, it yeah. confirmed that Shade was doing, was, was this is accidental, the elf bark use? I think so. I mean, it yeah. has to be, right? I mean, that's the theory in this chapter. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he would know because he wasn't allowed to study the skill and nobody had those books or that knowledge. Right, so yeah. He was just... Yeah. Okay. He knew he knew it as a thing that, you know, re- would revive people like it does for, you know, the fool or whatever. Right. But it's, it he doesn't know these effects of it. Maybe it's oh, yeah. I don't. I'm glad we can talk about it now because <laughs> every time he had Elf Bark Tea like, in this, like three books, I'm like, stop! You're killing yeah, it's it. Amazing how much of it he he drinks. So, so why does so why does Robin Hobb want us to have a character that is never going to reach like full potential? Like, I mean, because he because. It's more it's interesting. Too easy. Yeah, it's more I interesting mean, if if they struggle. I mean, he could struggle against somebody. He, he struggles, struggles like a lot. motherfucker, yeah, though. I guess it needs help struggling. His life is one long struggle. <laughs> this, this whole book is just struggle. All the books, they're just struggle. I'm just saying, like, if I were playing this video game, I have played this video game. <laughs> God damn it! It's called Death Stranding, and I can't carry shit anywhere without falling over. had too much elf bark i think you know traditionally the this type of character that this bastard had like character from the royal line also doesn't know who they are a lot of the times so they have they don't access their magic until later which is how you know, the author is able to keep them from being overpowered at an early, you know, early part of the storyline. But Fitz knows who he is. He knows who his parents are and he knows his abilities. So I think the only way to not overpower him early on is to she handicap just had him. To, My parents like, are dead. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he does get, I mean, you have what Galen does to him and yeah. then the elf part. I mean, torturing Fitz is her favorite thing. It, it really, really is. <laughs> It's like, is he happy? Are you sure? Let's make that happiness bitter. And then maim him permanently. The maiming? It, well, yeah. Is he, mm-hmm. So has he, how long has it been since he's had one of his little, his famous seizures? Oh, it's interesting that you say that. I would say probably more than a year, right? I mean, it's No, he had a seizure. Since... He had a seizure in the tent. And Oh right, right. Mm. Yeah, but that was that was pretty. That was like a pretty extreme circumstance. Yes, but I think I think up up since then he hasn't had any seizures. 
He doesn't have him a lot anymore no. at all. So that's good. It's like time, and then maybe the maybe the healer, the the nameless healer, was actually <laughs> good at her job and was able to. Mm. Also, yeah. Shade's not around to poison him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on accident. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what else? So. So Kettle Kettle is, you know, running her mouth a little bit more. And <laughs> we're getting more skill one-on-one views for the reader instead of like talking about how it feels, we're actually like using it, which is interesting and new because I feel like we haven't actually used the skill in a while. We're just getting bad. Well, he uses it, but he just doesn't like no do way to do it. Yeah, this yeah. is like he was effective, like purposeful use yeah. of it. Yeah, that's that. That's the word I was looking for, Eli. Purposeful, directed use of the skill. Uh-huh. It's interesting that he can do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it it's never something that he, you know, works at or practices that he like. He does. He has always had this innate ability to do it, and so it's interesting that like because he has been, you know away from the elf bark more and more that he is getting better and he can just suddenly like reach out to the fool and, and plus they seem to be in a magical place too which yeah, seems to enhance considerably yeah. closer to the source of plus he's yeah. skill he's at least his skill has been at least intermixed with with night eyes and the fool now so i feel like he's benefiting from that connection mm-hmm Uh, and then also uh, something that we talked about in the last section, Joey, when you weren't here, is that the fool and Fitz, when they shared the vision of uh, Realder's dragon, they sort of became connected. Who is so they're gonna? Who's and they talk about that later. Who is Realder? We don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know, know yet. Uh, shall we move on to chapter thirty-two then? Sure. Ugh, the chapter where I just yelled at Fitz in my head. <laughs> I did have one thing that I wanted to say from the scene of like when Burl, when they think that they're being attacked by Burl and Night Eyes is talking to Fitz. And Night Eyes is like, do you want me to kill him yeah. for you? And he asks him. I'm like, do you why, want like, to kill him for you? why are we asking? Like, just get up in there and <laughs> He wants to make it clear that it's an option. I, I think he wants like, to make it clear that it's a favor. It's a fa- yes, a favor. <laughs> I, loved, I loved how it was like it's just like a nonchalant. You want me to kill him for you? Like this is this is yeah. not it's a, like yeah, not go even, for it. That's That'd be great. That's pretty much not even a task for me. I'm just like, going to do it out of hand. It's like when he like charged through the fool's window back in yeah. Jumping Town and was like, "I will kill everyone here if you'd like me to." <laughs> That's how you know that. Just night scratch eyes my ears later. <laughs> Those who kill for you care for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, chapter thirty-two, Caplin Beach. So the intro gives a little insight into why the wit is regarded as being something so perverse. Witted ones are thought to have gained their powers through the sacrifice of children or by coupling with animals. So. Future Fitz then counters with what he believes in that it's a very natural power that's part of all wordless communication between animals or even humans. And he thinks that at least everybody has a small affinity for it. So the party resumes their travel along the skill road. They're making their way towards the final destination on the map. 
Soon, Fitz starts to realize for the first time since starting his quest that Verity is no longer linked with him. He believes that the link broke during that skill blast that he thought Verity probably did. So Fitz also decides, once he realizes this, that he's not going to tell Ketrican. Um, he doesn't want to upset her. So the fool is fed at this point, a constant stream of elf bark, since Fitz doesn't need it anymore, um, or, well, Fitz shouldn't be drinking it anymore. Huh. And uh, it, the, the thought is that the fool with this elf bark tea is going to be kept away from the Coterie's reach. So after he starts drinking it, uh, Fitz makes the connection that he's starting to act weird, and he's getting a bit irritating, making too many jokes. He's... Uh, talking about the futility of their quest, which is really weird for the, for the fool. Um, Fitz chalks it up to the elf bark tea. Um, but it also, there's the image of, uh, he, he dreams of throttling the fool, which is just crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> so you can, you can just tell how, how irritating he's getting at this point. Um, the rest of the group does not trust Fitz at this point or the fool to be alone. Uh, they don't, they're not trusting Fitz to even be asleep for very long. And so Kettle takes it upon herself to, she's like constantly having him play the, the stone game, um, distracting him. Fitz spends a lot of his time just thinking about anything other than things that will involve the skill. So not thinking about Molly, not thinking about Verity. Um, the crew at this point is descending from the mountains and they're going into these lower valleys uh, there's a lot warmer weather. They're seeing trees. Uh, they're seeing fog. There's uh, uh, more wondrous skill constructions that they see. Uh, a suspension bridge, which everybody is fucking amazed with. Uh, they have no <laughs> idea how how did this how is this spun metal like <laughs> holding up the bridge? Through the magic of engineering, Eli. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Afterwards, they uh, they find themselves at a hot spring. So I th I'm thinking this adventure is getting it's getting pretty nice. They, uh, I don't think that they are. Uh, it's not quite the hardship they used to have. They found the spa. They, they found the spa. It, yeah. Fitz <laughs> takes his third bath for this book. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> while soaking, uh, we learn that Ketrican has been growing in the wit and can sort of communicate with Night Eyes. Night Eyes cheekily comments that when uh, Molly tells Fitz to get rid of him, he's going to go bond with Ketty. <laughs> so then the fool makes an appearance at the bath, and he is acting creepy. He starts off by, like, he just shows up, and everybody is startled by him. Even Night Eyes is startled because uh, he's, like, suddenly there, and they didn't notice him. And he's just, like, staring at the Fitz. And then he asks Fitz for some... Uh, uh, some very pointed questions about Molly. So there's like several sentences in a row where he's just like, so where is Molly? I want to go take care of her. Mm. And when you're dead, uh, <laughs> when you're dead, Fitz concludes that this means that he's going to die in the quest. Um, so when, when asked about it, the fool actually ignores the question and continues to ask about Molly. So Fitz is pretty much, he's in his head. He's like, well, shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Um, so then he, he tells the fool where he has seen in one of his skill dreams where that uh, Molly is near the town of Capelin Beach. And as he's telling the fool this, the fool is actually, he's crying for some reason. 
And then uh, immediately afterwards, the fool just passes out. He falls over uh, and and appears to be sleeping. Fitz thinks that he's playing a joke on him, so he gets pissed off and he just walks off. And uh, at no point does Fitz realize during this entire section that he's acting really, really bizarre. Fitz and Night Eyes go hunting at this point, and when they return, Kettle is like, hey, what the fuck did you do to the fool? Because we found him by the <laughs> pool you were in, and he was passed out and twitching. Like, did you beat the shit out of him? What did you do? If you're so, real friends, you don't abandon your friend when you see them keel over. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Fitz tells uh, Kettle and argues successfully that he should just be left to sleep um, because he thinks that the elf bark is fucking him up. Um, Starling astutely points out, uh, that normally Fitz would be more concerned about the fool and <laughs> Fitz admits that he's angry with him because, uh, he basically, he thinks that the fool was admitting that he's not going to survive the quest. Um, Fitz contemplates his death and the significance of every moment. And it's just this very dreary, <laughs> unbelievably, unbelievably depressing <laughs> Like few paragraphs where he's just like, "Oh, the leaves! I'm never going to see a leaf like that again." <laughs> um, and so, at at this point, he believes that the fool was trying to convey to him a desire to act recklessly, heedless of the consequences of tomorrow, and he thinks that this is like some kind of revelation. But like prior to, I don't know, like Blue Lake, this is exactly how Fitz was acting all the time. Like literally everything he did. So it's not really, it doesn't seem like a revelation to me. Um, prior to him learning about Nettle, he didn't seem to give a shit about what would happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so he he considers this to be the fool's revolution for, revelation for him. Um, so uh, he then goes and wakes the fool up and tells him he understands. And uh, he's go- going to give the fool his earring so that... Uh, he can give it to Burrich and explain to him how he's died after he's died. Um, and the fool is like, I don't even remember this conversation you had. And Fitz is still oblivious to the fact that this is all very, very weird. And that's how the chapter I ends. I wanted to Sweet. murder Fitz. <laughs> he's so such a many times. dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you this stupid? It's just like Kettle's like, the coterie is going to use him against you. <laughs> like, why is he asking about Molly? This is odd. Oh, he and like no, the, the, the worst part either. is when the fool is talking and his one arm comes up to try to cover his mouth, ah, yeah. and then the other <laughs> arm crying. moves. And it's like, is he possessed? Like <laughs> alien he's hand exhibiting syndrome. the signs of a person. And Vince is just like, ah, oh, he's telling me I'm gonna die. I'm like, no, he's not. Just leave me alone in my hot tub. I mean, what, in what? Fitz's defense, I feel compelled to do this. In Fitz's defense, he is also coming down off the elf bark addiction. Right. right. Therefore, may actually be more irritated than he realizes just mm-hmm. in general. Well, and if you're ever irritated at somebody, like if you have a friend and you're pissed off or your partner or whoever, like you're not paying as much attention because you're just sitting inside your head stewing mm-hmm. about the fact of like how pissed you are at them. <laughs> And, and Fitz is just true. really good at stewing in his head. Yeah, um, he is. Especially when he then decides that that means that he's going to die. Right, because he he really does make a lot of things about himself. 
Yes. But even before, even before this, like, idea that he's going to die, he's, like, really mad that the fool's so irritating. And I'm like, this has been you for three books. (laughs) All the time, guy who drinks elf bark every night with his dinner. Like, you (laughs) are this annoying all the time. Please realize that. (laughs) That, too. To me, it was very striking, like, even in the beginning of this chapter, when he was, when the fool was, like, talking about the futility of the quest like like his whole purpose is the quest is not futile like it's mm-hmm. that's right. the fool that's the fool the fool is he he has these prophecies he knows it's going to work that's him the fool is possessed <laughs> and fitz is dumb he's so dumb in this chapter i mean it's really like insane when he's just like when the fool like falls over and he's just I like, know it's like okay even if you're How not listening to the words coming out of his mouth like if your friend flops over like, like a dead fucking fish you fucking check on and like fine. what like three chapters ago the fool was cold and he's like the fool is never cold we have to do something and everyone else is like what the fuck are you talking about he's just sitting there sleeping he's so he's cold we're in the mountains get over it <laughs> And now he's like, well, he keeled over and, like, started twitching. And I was just like, I'm just going to go hunting. I can't deal with this ridiculousness. I think there's also, like, I think he really, really, really wanted. This whole thing about him, like, oh, I shouldn't tell them that I'm still alive. He wants them to know that he's still alive. And so he's, you know, he's finding a way to make it not about him, he thinks, by being like, oh, it's about them. Tell tell Birch. Not Molly. It's too much for Molly. But tell Birch. <laughs> give him the earring. Let someone know that I didn't die as a naked Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, what a way to go. Molly thinks he died. But... <laughs> oh, God. And then I just, I love that, you know, the fool wakes up and is like, I remember nothing of this conversation. If it's like, ha, that's weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> let me fill you in. I'll tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you again, all the things I told you just to reinforce that so that Regal can listen. To I mean, he really <laughs> does believe in the power of this elf bark that they've run out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, so this is the this is the betrayal. This is the prophecy that was outlined. Yes, by Gant. Gant's prophecy. Thanks, Gant the White. The <sighs> it's only it's only happening because he's too dumb to realize it. Yeah, I mean, really, Fitz betrayed himself. Yeah, betrayed exactly. Himself. <laughs> it was himself all along. I mean, I love Fitz, but he's incredibly frustrating sometimes. I mean, let's give him a break, though. He's still, what, like, what, 19? How old is yeah, he? who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's, 19 he's, at oldest. I think he might uh, be, like, yeah, I feel 17 like he's or 18. 17, 18. So he's, he's got, you know, teen teenage brain. <laughs> true. True. I mean, Robin Hub did make that point during... The panel. Her panel. Yep. Beware teen Teenagers brain. are stupid. Teenagers are stupid. <laughs> Which explains nothing in the other books, but for this these books, it explains everything. I resent that. <laughs> I I do have to say, I mean, this is not really a spoiler because Fitz is always going to be a moron, but like this this was like this kind of frustration, like that's it reminded me of that last trilogy. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we move on to chapter thirty three? Sure. So chapter 33 is called The Quarry. 
is the intro tells us that the elderlings may have invented some amazing structures, but they also came up with chess and bagpipes. I know. I love that they came up with bagpipes. <laughs> it's a whole civilization, man. Yeah. A woodwind instrument with a strange bladder. <laughs> so strange. Guy on the platform had fucking bagpipes. I was like, you're not going to win anything from anyone with bagpipes <laughs> no. on the platform, you street performer. There was one at 59th Street all the time. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he must be somewhat successful. I think he's scaring people away. Maybe his sob. job is to get rid of people. Bagpipes make you emotional. <laughs> they make me sob. They're so... Well, okay. In fairness, we're Rachel and I are Scots, and so they were played at our grandmother's funeral. Yeah. So there's that. And we were quite young when she passed away. But also that like droning, I just feel like they're just filled with heartache and sadness. And even Alexis had one at her wedding and it was mm -hmm. joyous and I just, nope, I can't do it. Dying <laughs> lamb. Put it on the list of the 1 million and 90 things that makes me cry. <laughs> so eventually the road terminates uh, at its origin point. It's a vast quarry of black stone with silver veins. A, there's a stone pillar that stands. It's the lone structure amidst the rotting remains of all of the, the, the quarry engines and tools. And there are no animals or vegetation. Catrican is immediately despairing because Verity's just not hanging out at this, at this entry point waiting for them. Uh, and Night Eyes smells carrion. So Fitz and him go to check it out and they go farther in and they find the remains of a man. He's wedged into a crack between slabs of stone in the wall, in the quarry wall. And it ends up being Carrot. Mm, Carrot. He's, he's squishy, y'all. He's, he's yeah, not he's, in a good he's pretty, state. He's been dead a while. <laughs> he's a little right. What's he doing in the <laughs> wall? There are Hiding. many Hiding. there are many sentences that describe how bad it smells, which I will not repeat. His manner of death isn't immediately apparent, so Fitz thinks that it was Verity's skill blast um, that killed him. So at the same time, they sense something else is alive deeper into the quarry. And Fitz, he's trying to convince the rest of the group to stay behind because he doesn't really know what it is. And he is really afraid that he's going to find Verity dead. Um, but they refuse to stay behind, so they move in a group. And as they're going, they, they come across some unfinished uh, stone dragon sculptures, the most detailed of which is um, a mired dragon in agony that is being ridden by a young woman. And Fitz thinks that this is what they sensed, but Night Eyes can smell something, so they move farther in. And there, chipping away at an immense black dragon, is Verity. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! What you doing, Verity? He's oh, alive! Verity. Verity is a shadow of himself, though. Like, literally, he he's old, he's stooped, he's weak, he's thin. He's he's just, he's half the man he used to be, and his arms are covered in silver skills. So Ketrakin, she runs to him, and she tries to approach him and embrace him and tell him of their lost child. But she's told, you know, you can't touch him. He's got these silver arms. And Verity also doesn't take, take any of the information. He's, like, vacant and not reacting. And this upsets her, obviously, because she's traveled so far. Uh, and it's pretty underwhelming. Uh, so she leaves upset and Night Eyes follows her. And everyone is shocked at Verity's appearance and his manner. And they're really underwhelmed because, again, they've come so far. And he's just like a doddering old man who's chipping away at stone with a sword. Um, but they decide to strike camp and Verity continues to work. And after observing Verity for the evening, Fitz realizes that there is kind of like a wit link between Verity and this dragon. 
And he's also able to get Verity to tell him about his travels and what he, you know, what happened when he got to the quarry, what happened to his men and what he's been doing this whole time. And eventually they're able to convince Verity to come to the camp. The fool insists on attending him. uh, So he takes him into a tent to bathe him and help him change while everyone prepares a meal. And Ketrikin is still sad and disconsolate, but she successfully has hunted some dinner with Night Eyes, and he regards her very highly. (laughs) (laughs) He just does. He does. So while despairing that Verity has lost his mind and obsessed with thinking that he's carved this dragon, uh, Kettle thinks Verity actually has, and she points to the tools and the condition of Verity's sword. She says that he's not been carving it. He's been storing all his memories into the dragon as well in creating it with no help of a coterie. And she also believes that in killing Carrot with the skill Verity has somehow harmed himself and requires healing. So I get that Princess Ketty has been carrying this burden, this guilt, and this shame about the death of her child. And like, she really wanted to tell Verity, but like within the first like four seconds of seeing somebody you haven't seen in a really long time, you're like, Oh, PS, a baby died. The baby's dead! I'm like, maybe that delivery was not the best. (laughs) The baby's dead! Well, clearly it was the thing. She felt a lot of shame about it. Yeah. And felt like she had failed him and and, and really wanted to be honest. Like, you know, the people in the mountains, they're very honest and forthright about whatever the big issue is. Also, she might have wanted to explain why she was there and not like And didn't have a baby child. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so sad. I just the thing about Verity is he is well. One, I'm thinking about how like these stories were originally going to be about Verity, (laughs) and how how he you think that he's gonna they're gonna get to him and he's gonna have like found the elderlings or like at least have an idea and that he's gonna have a solution. Instead, he's kind of an insane. You know, homeless man. <laughs> they describe him as appearing to be older than Shade. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. old. <laughs> I like that they're like, you dinosaur. know what? Like, buddy, we're just going to, like, bring it down to the tent. And we really need to bathe you. Like, we just yeah. got to get you a little bit cleaner. <laughs> and feed you. And... Well, I think at one point they're like, maybe not in this chapter, but they're like, how long has it been since you had a bath? And he's like, I can't touch myself. So... <laughs> That's, can he not touch himself? He can't. They have no, to he has that right. smudge on his cheek of silver. Yeah, he has a mark on his cheek from where he like like must have what like, does tried it do? to rub something what does off. It do? What does that do? Power. It, it's power. It gives him the power. Yeah, but like, I mean, so what? Then his face is silver, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean seriously, yeah. what happens then? He's just his, more he can, magical. Yeah. Yeah, he Joey, is. There's... Nobody can kiss <laughs> he can touch again. all sorts of things. So Joey, Joey is Joey's is like can immediately just that. touch himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How does he pee? I'm just saying. I'm, th- I'm thinking he probably just pants drops free. it right there, yeah. like thinking, right in his pants, wherever just, he is. It runs down yeah. the leg. It runs There's down no down time high. for peeing. I, I, this man's my, been away from his How often does this guy eat? Doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah. Often. He's massively dehydrated and not consuming anything, so he you can't probably finish go your fucking dragon often. if you're gonna if you can't eat. I just I don't. It just seems like bad. You need right. to take your downtime as seriously as you take your hustle, That's Verity. Right. 
Sleep is I just important. love how care. I just love how incensed Fitz is and how like mad he is that he's like, You have not carved this entire dragon. No. <laughs> like at the same time he's upset that he's been like sitting here carving a dragon the whole time. He's also like pretending no to carve carved. a dragon. Yeah. yeah. There's no way you've carved like, this dragon. You did not do this, sir. So what's he carving with and how does that work exactly? I mean, is he like sitting there with like his, his nub sword and like he's just Yes. Yeah. Well, he had he had some other tools before. He had a chisel and like a hammer and stuff, but right now he's using his sword. Yeah, because if you recall back way way back several chapters before when Fitz gets a glimpse of Verity, he's just like can hear chipping at stone. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, Verity's it, been busy. Can you just do you need <laughs> to use tools, or can you just like as can he just vibrate it off with his fingers? Well, like, they get it. You learn more later on. Yeah, you do. So in, in Fitz's Audio defense, I feel like what I imagine is, so you come up on this, you know, you've been traveling forever and you come up on this ship-sized, I don't know how big a ship is to them. I don't know. <laughs> so I imagine Joey big. actually, I have, a, I have an aside, but continue. Huh? You, cu- you come up on this ship-sized dragon, which I mean, I'm, I'm assuming because they describe it like that, it's bigger than the other dragons they've seen. Yeah. Um, But... I would assume just as intricate, like it's just as nice. But why is it so much bigger? Like, 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 Verity. Like, just a crazy big, crazy intricate, very nice dragon. And there's (laughs) this insane person is there scratching at it with this, like, old sword. Blood sword. So, so my, my aside is that when Joey and I were in Salem recently, they have, um, like a whole exhibit of mastheads. So, like, of, like, you know, like, turn the, like, what, like, 18th century mastheads, and they have them all up on the wall, and it's, like, dark, so they have, like, they're on, like, fake bows of ships. So you get, like, the sense of how big those things are. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, pretty fucking big. I mean, not, like, modern big, but... Big. Yeah, you I gotta, like, look big. all the way up. No, it's not the Titanic, Jim. Well, again, nobody... Okay, like well, ship. that's dramatic. <laughs> He's not making the Titanic of dragons. No. It's okay. No. It will not have lifeboats for you know, it's, people. It's like a it's like a tall ship, you know, like a ship, you know, with like three like a mast in the middle and yeah. It's on the big He's side. Making the big, black not pearl. The super He's making big the size. black pearl of There we the go. Black pearl. How what, am I supposed to know what the black pearl is? <laughs> oh no. Is that Pirates of the Caribbean or have something? Have you not seen Pirates? No, I have literally never seen a single one of them because I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan. Yeah. Is anyone a Johnny Depp fan anymore? That's what I'm curious about. I feel like the only one I like is Crybaby. That's it. You either uh, Mm -hmm. you either die a hero or you live to become a villain. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He definitely did that. He chose that path. So anyway, um, so yeah, he's kind of a big bummer. Yeah, they've traveled all this way. They're like expecting to see their savior and him to have like some plan or like something if he's still alive. And they're just like, this man is this is a fucking crazy ass man who should be in a home. <laughs> I need to pay. I need it's, to like pay if, off. it's like if Sam and Where's Frodo the... got to Mordor and it was just a like puddle. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a parking lot, you know, it's like, Park- well? a modern parking lot in Mordor. <laughs> Like a Kmart. That would be interesting. <laughs> Kmart. I come to return the ring. I don't have the receipt. A strip mall. <laughs> Kmart. Yeah, I don't have the. Re- you can't. We can't. We can't return the this. Lowest you don't have blow. The 
All right, chapter thirty-four. Get used to saying that, girl on a dragon. <laughs> I think I switched at so some awkward. point to girl with the dragon because then I got the whole like girl with the dragon tattoo static in my head. So <laughs> whenever I say with, I mean on. Um, the intro talks about Verity calling on Galen to form a coterie for him and how Galen was real grumpy about the fact that he was going to have to train a bastard. And when the coterie failed Verity, he sought out others trained in this skill to no avail and they were all dead or banished. So the chapter opens up with the fool getting skill burned on his hands by helping Verity uh, clean up inside of the tent. I made a note here because Rachel was getting a little puffy <laughs> about which True. hands and where. So in, I just would like to say they set it out at the beginning saying that he it, he skill burned his left hand, the first three fingers of his left hand. Um, we learn he isn't feeling pain in the, his skill burn, but sensations. Fitz talks with Verity and he's sounding a little off talking about carving stone with his skill hands. Verity acknowledges the death of his son with more sympathy than the day before, and he embraces Ketty, and he asks if she named him. And we learn that Ketrickin named their son Sacrifice, saying she named him according to the customs of his land. Um, meantime, at the camp, it's a little frazzled. Kettle is real annoyed, and she's yelling at people, and she's just really pissed at everybody's lack of knowledge about the skill and what the king is doing, but she still refuses to share any of her knowledge with anybody. Uh. Um, she declares, I think Starling says, like, hey, we gotta get this guy back to Jampe. He's, like, lost his marbles. We gotta, like, figure <laughs> some shit out. And she's like, no, we're staying here and we're gonna help him finish his dragon. And it's Which, like, like, okay. Whatever you say. Uh, the fool realizes that his skill fingers allow him to feel and see the history of anything he touches and to know the people that he touches. So he's just bopping around, like touching everything and talking about how it feels. And he <laughs> says that through touching Verity, he learned the dragon sculptures they found earlier are in fact the elderlings. Um, but Verity was unable to wake them as King Wisdom once had. And so now he's making his own dragon to fight the red ships with. And of course, Verity is not a hundred percent sure on what the fuck he's doing. So, you know, <laughs> everything is great. Everything's great. Um, Fitz remains skeptical as to what, whether dragons are even real and like, Oh, how all this shit is going to go. So that night, Ketty is super sad and she goes on a walk and she goes to the statue of the girl on a dragon to cry it out. She's sad, y'all. She's just real bummed. She thought she was going to get back to her man and she's going to have him back. And really, he's this emotionless, dirty, Busted. kind of crazy space cadet. And she uses her wit sense, which they realize is getting stronger. And um, she feels the pain of the statue. And Fitz tries to console her, which, of course, like he's oddly good at because, you know, that's what he does. And <laughs> he can sense her wit as well. So next up, we kind of bounce around a lot in this chapter. Next up, we see Fitz and the Fool hanging out. It's night. They're on duty together. And the Fool wants to explore things with his skill fingers, specifically <laughs> the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. They make like, that joke. Don't worry about it. Anyways, <laughs> he wants to explore things with his skill yeah. fingers, specifically the girl <laughs> on the dragon. Fitz says no. And um, no. so they start having some deep talks. And we learn that Fitz fears Regal. And that Fitz, well, obviously, we know he fears. <laughs> he fears Regal. He fears that Regal and the Coterie are getting stronger, and he fears for Molly and Nettle's safety. And the fool, not being great at de-escalating emotions, decides that now is a really great time to reveal that he knows a whole bunch about the bad guys. 
And the night that they held him, um, he learned just how bad and evil Regal is and how much Regal just really wants to fucking kill Fitz. And Regal considers Fitz enemy number one. He thinks that he's on the hunt for some skill treasure up in the mountains. And so he wants to catch him before he gets it. In addition, we learned that there were some very important skill books and skill scrolls that Galen stole when Solicity <laughs> died. And we also find out that Galen found a lot of, um, he found a scroll that listed all of the skilled ones and he ended up making into a kill list, basically, and took out all of those people. Oh. The scrolls were filled also with some very good info, such as how to be great, how to be evil, and also where there is some great awesome power in the mountains. And when Regal finally pieced together that the great awesome power was skill treasure and that it was the elderling powers and that he had just directed his brother right towards it, that's when he freaks the fuck out. And so thus the hunt. And um, there are a couple quotes at the end of the chapter. Since we haven't done any book quotes, this this one. There's a quote that says, To Regal, every other person in the world was a tool or a threat. All, um, all threats must be destroyed. He had probably never considered that all I wanted from him was to be left alone. And that's from Fitz. Which is true. Fitz was like, just keep me the fuck out of it. And Regal's like, I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> Get that skill treasure! Skill treasure! So this is a little, this was part was a little confusing to me because, you know, up until, you know, we've always been like, well, what the hell does Regal want? What is his game? What is his, why did he want the mountains to begin with? Like, what, what, what does he need? Yeah. And so, like, he found, like, Galen, his half-brother, told him, oh, the skill users have these great, this great skill power in the mountains. So he's like, cool, I'll get the mountains. Like, it's, I'm a little, still, I'm still a little vague on... <laughs> What Regal's plan actually was. I mean, well, he was going to marry Ketrick and himself, get rid of Verity, and Galen was going to go mountains? into the mountains and find the skill treasure, and they were going to happily do ever after. They were going to do something with it. That's the part. Yeah, they, they were just going to be powerful and have the best were just thing gonna, on the planet. And that's what he cares they about. They were just going to have power. Yeah. They were just going to... Well, clearly they didn't realize like <laughs> what the elderlings were or what they were going to do for them. I'm still I'm still a little like... That part where it's like, well, the, the stone dragons are the elderlings. And it's like, but what about the tapestry in Fitz's room? What, a, what about that? I mean... That wasn't a stone dragon. No. That was King Wisdom and an elderling. Well, but I mean, when clearly they don't know everything. Yeah. No, I know that. But it's just, there's other things. There's other evidence about what, what we're, we could be dealing with. I think at this point, elderling is like a vague term for... Something that happened a long time ago that Dragon nobody, shit. nobody no, understands aliens. anymore. Dragon shit. Elderlings not... are aliens. Oh, the Joey. End. Just because you don't know how to build a bridge doesn't mean that aliens had to teach you. <laughs> aliens. But it could mean that. Because <laughs> we don't know. It wasn't steel. It wasn't stone. What was it? Something. Magic I don't remember reading about steel. a suspension bridge at all. I'm just going to say really. <laughs> I don't either, but Eli Eli like, recalled I, it. Well, but you listened to it, so you missed like 90% of the book. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a only on the first listen. Great detail. I don't. I'll have to go back. I legit don't remember that at all. It's <laughs> ridiculous. 
I just well, remember him saying it, it like he thought it was like spun thread yeah. instead of like hammered metal, but like we have like spun metal thread now. Yeah. Like it says in it says we came at length to an immense bridge. When we first glimpsed it from a distance, the spider web delicacy of its span reminded me of bones, and I feared that we would find it reduced to splintered fragments of reaching timbers. Instead, we crossed on a creation that arched over the river needlessly high, as if in joy that it could. Yeah. I think it's just like that. a suspension bridge like we have now. They just didn't don't yeah. understand it. And then later on, it says it could not identify what it was wrought from, whether true metal or strange stone, for it had more the look of a spun thread than hammered metal or chiseled rock. The elegance and grace of it stilled even the fool for a time. Which is exciting, because he was a nugget. It's definitely a suspension bridge. Yeah, it's just a bridge. <laughs> wow. But it was a good-looking bridge, and that's all that matters. And they'd never seen one before. Yeah. Needlessly high, such a judgmental. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like it was made out of a special magic cable, because you know, or just cable, or just cable. Or, yeah, yeah. They, just, they, they just have a different way to they produce the, things, and they don't know what cable yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, they don't have cable. So, 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 let's go back to when Fitz was stuck in the the like the dead city. It wasn't really ghosts; it was just like televisions that were coming on <laughs> and showing him commercials. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. Um, <laughs> what do we think about Fitz consoling Ketty and he embraces her and holds her close? Little, ship it. little, it's just a little part of the sexy. course. Yeah. I ship it. It's, it's, I'm into you it. ship yeah. them all. You just want to have an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rachel, she's a sexual deviant. <laughs> it's that Dune orgy. Can't yeah. ever get away from that. Yeah, it's a it's a gateway book. You'll just want orgies all the time if you read. Dune. You want all your characters to have orgies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get out with of my moms. seat. Orgies with their moms. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We didn't. Nope. Fitz is safe. His mom is dead or missing or I don't know. It's Ketty. Not there. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. It's Ketty. Uh. Oh, um, I really enjoyed uh, Ashley's notes because she put trademarks There's next a lot to anything. Of trademarks. <laughs> <laughs> anything that starts with this, the word skill. So skill fingers, uh, skill treasure, <laughs> skill, skill, skill scrolls. Get those skill, skill fingers out of here. This is all trademark material, people. You can't just be stealing it. Skill hands, skill burned. <laughs> trademark. Smell my trademark. skill finger. On his left hand. Yeah. So, yes, but then that later on, to his right hand. later on, it switches to his right hand and then switches back to is his that right a, is hand. That a, is that yes. an accident? Is that like just the editor didn't catch it? I believe it? so. It is. It is. No. It's an accident. But which one is the accident? <laughs> These are important questions. I'm going to say that the first one, I mean, it's well, still only the right hand for like one sentence. So I think yeah, because it starts out with two, two references sentences. of it being his left two hand sentences. because it says that he holds his he's gripping his left wrist in his right hand. So if like you hurt your left hand, you're going to yeah. hold it in your right hand. That makes sense. And then it also, it elaborates and says the first three fingers of his left hand. So we, regardless of how many times it changes down the way, like it started off his left. So it should be left. Yes. Because then it goes on to his right and he starts gesturing where he, like when he makes the dick joke or the masturbation joke, he only does he that like five his... or six times. 
he right wow. he pull, he holds up his right hand and he's like hey, gonna go and touch myself be right back and then they laugh like idiots wouldn't you just like i don't know if it transfers if the skill power like or the silver like transfers i would just slowly cover all of me in it that's what i was saying is it's like why not just be all silver what's wrong with that because then you can't touch anyone else. Uh, yeah, then you're... No sex. Then you're poison. Well, hold then on, but then you're just... Dr. Manhattan. But then they're right. just silver, too. Everybody can just be silver. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Joey solved it. <laughs> Skill orgy. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, so I guess, you know, Regal's just... He's arch at this point. He's just insane, bad, no good. And all Fitz wanted was to be left alone. Family's the worst. <laughs> Love you. Love you. What's Thanksgiving like in the Farseer household? Bad. Drama. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's turning everything silver. Eagle's just trying to kill Yeah, everybody. that's the King Midas curse, Joey. Like, <laughs> he turns his daughter to gold. Yeah, but awful. once she's gold, she can't do anything. They're still she's able dead. to do <laughs> They're not going to die. You don't well, know that. What if you your lungs? Your lungs and your blood probably shouldn't be skill magic. Then your that flesh seems like should well, be. Okay, so Kettle, Kettle was warning against touching everything because you, if you see too far back into something's life, like you could lose yourself, yeah, like lose your mind. Against getting lost in the skill, yeah. like you know everybody else gets warned, right? So imagine and... if every square inch of you was always touching something. You're <laughs> always like you wouldn't be able to focus on anything. You would just be like my shoe. It was made in this factory. That was. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And before it was a shoe, it was what about a cow. the air. They're seeing grass, <laughs> and the grass. Their hands are touching the air, and then the air is older than anything. I know. What about all the bacteria in the air? It has a story to they tell. Don't, I don't know about that. The atoms. Bacteria the does not to appear stars. to be affected by the skill because they were. It was decaying Carrot's body, right? Right. Well, Carrot wasn't skill. He was just dead. I know, but like <laughs> all the other creatures of the world, stay away from the skill places. Oh, except for uh, bacteria. Except for the bacteria. Bacteria are aliens. Bacteria we are about are this too hard. <laughs> yeah, we are Bacteria going too far. built the bridge. The ba- <laughs> a skill bridge too far. All right, all right. Next chapter. Next chapter. <laughs> okay. Before we spiral, <laughs> like, see, it's like going back in the skill. Um, chapter thirty-five is called Kettle Secrets. I called it about goddamn time. Uh. The intro talks about the witness stones again and how they may have predated the building of Buckheap itself, and if they ever had any inscriptions on them, wind and water have erased them. So another day begins, and Fool drags Fitz off to see a girl on a dragon. Fitz thinks this is a terrible idea, and it turns out to be right. When the Fool touches her with his skilled fingers, a skill scream of pain fills the quarry, flinging the Fool backwards. Kettle scolds them and calls them ignorant fools, and then Fitz goes off on her about how he's ignorant because she has all the knowledge and won't tell him any of it. Thank you for adding the trademark. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, then he says, uh, he says how it's unfair of her to scold him for his ignorance when she has the power to lift it, and I fully support him in this yes. Um 
Kettle, Kettle tries to say that it's because she doesn't want to disrupt any prophecies, but he snaps back at her saying that maybe she was sent to him to be the one to inform him and that she's clearly not telling them anything because of her own shame, which she doesn't really like getting yelled at about that. Um, <laughs> Fitz knows it's a low blow, but he's like, no, I really need to know shit. So Fitz takes the fool off to their tent to tend to him, and when he rouses, he refuses to tell Fitz what happened with the girl and the dragon just yet. So then we get Fitz tantrum number two. Again, full support. He decides he's just going to tell everyone everything because he's done with everybody lying to him. First, he's got to do his hair again because that's really important. I love that. He's like, I had to pull my hair no, back again. I was like, why is he doing that? Too. Is that important? No, it's not important at all. Brush the dust from my clothes so I can go and report to my king. Um, so, yeah. So he reports in full to Barry and Katrickin and then everybody else who eventually comes over for story time. Um, even though they lived it, so I don't really know why they have to be yeah there, he's like everything since i came out from this, this i'm like well you, got, you all were yeah. there i don't know why this is interesting <laughs> but you know he's just such a compelling storyteller that i had to listen yeah um so he finishes the whole story and Bodie's just like okay cool and he's like what the fuck <laughs> so let's call him out on it and so Verity finally explains a little bit. He explains that he lost most of his skill in killing Carrot, and he also points out the extremely obvious thing that the fool was speaking with Regal's voice when he asked Fitz about Molly's location. Fitz is shocked for some reason, and the fool freaks out because he realizes he was the one who loved Fitz and betrayed him as his prophecy foretold. He runs off upset. Fitz then begs Faraday to skill a message to Birch to warn Molly, but he can't. He doesn't have the power anymore, and the power he does have to him he needs for the dragon. Even that he fears he won't finish. So finally, finally, Kettle decides that now is the time to reveal everything. She says that most people do not carve dragons alone, it's usually a whole coterie. And when she's questioned about that, because they're like, no really, why do you know all this stuff? She's like, oh, by the way, I'm Kestrel of Buck, one substantial coterie for Queen Diligence. So she's like 250 years old. She explains <laughs> that she killed one of her own coterie for jealousy over a man. Black hate yeah. that. Yeah. And she had her skill burned from her by her coterie and was exiled forever by the queen. She says that another skill user could open her up to the skill again and that she could help with the dragon. She and Verity have this whole, like, kind of back and forth where it's like, ha. You could help me if I could help you, but we can't. We're both useless in the skill. And they're like, hmm, Fitz, you have the skill. So Fitz tries, and he kind of fails miserably the first time. And so then they go back to camp to, like, make some tea and everything. He tries again. And so he doesn't really know what he's doing, but then he gets an idea and has the fool press his skill fingers into his wrist while he grabs Kettle's hand, too, to sort of, I guess, give him sort of an initial opening to her. And as a result, he, the Fool, and Night Eyes share sort of an intimate connection, and the Fool finally realizes that Fitz loves him, and not out of pity. And the Fool gets to say hi to Night Eyes properly for Yay. the first time ever, and they're both super happy about Drool. that. Drool! <laughs> like, oh, you thought drooled? Great! <laughs> and now the Fool sees him as this majestic, noble creature. Um... So, Fitz then breaks the link with them and turns to Kettle and helps break down her walls of guilt and shame to allow herself to forgive herself for what happened with Gull, her sister, who was the one that she killed. Um, they were twins. 
So then with Kettle now open to, of course they were. So when Kettle now open to the skill, she's delayed to work on the dragon and Fitz basically takes a nice long nap because he's exhausted. And he awakes the news from the fool that Kettle and Verity are chattering away and working on the dragon while Starling tries to write a song about it and Katrickin is super jealous that she can't help with the dragon. Fitz, on the other hand, decides that he is going to help or at least try. Sisters. Sisters. Oh my god, I've watched that movie like five they times in the last two days. I have the, the general song stuck in my head. Oh, that one's a good one. I That's all I could think of was it's like... <laughs> It's like no man. I'm right. like, well, unless unless he's Stanchion, who is apparently. Like, and then there's that whole bit where they were having sex with the skill. I just yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, what am I reading? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. It's like you. we would make love with our bodies and the skill, and it's like she's 250 years old and telling them that, and it's a little, it's too much. I just thought of <laughs> yeah, she also is, kind of ex- I, explains that she that's if you were a skill user, you could keep yourself young and beautiful for longer yeah. and like, for a longer life. And everyone's like, oh, really? So many things we don't know. Thanks for finally sharing well, it with Obviously, us. if she's 250 fucking yeah. years old. <laughs> I love when they're like, what queen did you serve? She's like, oh, And then, then she's like, diligence. queen diligence. Like, queen diligence means anything to me, a reader who has no idea. Yeah. Like, well, that's why, that's why Vina Verity does his whole, like, Oh, she was like from over two hundred years ago, and then Starling's like, "I know all the facts." Oh, it was yeah. two hundred and twenty-three years and ago. And I'm like, like, "Starling thanks. is me," because <laughs> <laughs> I would be that person. I want to read. Like, Actually, I want to read a quote from when uh, Night Eyes and the Fool got to sure. finally meet. Please. So this is when uh, the Fool was touching. Fits with his skill fingers, skill groping him so that they can uh, they can join. Uh, Trademark. And then they are able to uh, share the link with Night Eyes. So it goes, Abruptly, another joined us. Ah, little brother, you find your ears at last. My kill is ever your kill, and we shall be packed forever. The fool recoiled at the wolf's friendly onslaught. I thought he would break the circle. Then suddenly he leaned into it. This? This is Night Eyes? This mighty warrior? This great heart? It's my favorite part of the section that we read. I feel like I, I was immediately like, I think he's laying it on a little thick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hope you can't tell, but I think that you're hairy and drooling. <laughs> <laughs> you mighty warrior, you. <laughs> I just like that Night Eyes is immediately like, meat, I will give you meat. Yeah. <laughs> We are pack forever. His love language is meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I guess we could gloss over the kettle killing her sister over a man thing, but I don't want. I don't want to gloss over. I was I was so disappointed when I read that, and I texted you guys and was like, yeah. "Does Robin Hobb hate women?" Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's. I, it's, it's not my favorite. It's not. So 1997. <laughs> uh, not. I mean, I don't want to make too many excuses for it because it is garbage. It's pretty. It, it's you're right. It's garbage. Um, but it was 1997, and you know, yeah, you know, that's what Triflin Hose did in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> well, like shitty love triangles and uh, women who can't get along was rampant in media of all kinds at that that time. 
At least it's a side story. At least it's a side story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that Kettle finally told them things and got that part out of the way so she could actually share her knowledge without people being like, why do you know this? I mean, it's not time travel. I don't understand why she thinks that she can't share. Her I know. Because she'll alter the prophecy. It's like, well, are you from the future? No, you're not. <laughs> right. She's old. You're real and like old. to Fitz's point where he's like, did it ever occur to you that like you're supposed to be telling me all of this shit? And that's like why we're yeah. why yeah, so we're fucking together. Me is like ruining the prophecy. I need why help. would you think otherwise? Drinking elf bark. What the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think when he points out that you know she's not sharing the knowledge because she's ashamed of everything that happened is probably much more accurate, and that the prophecy part was bullshit, right? right. And we know that Fitz is the ultimate amazing one session therapist. Yeah, <laughs> he gets in there and does the work. <laughs> he yeah. breaks down the walls. He really, you will, you will be a new person. <laughs> Yes, you will go from Kettle to Kestrel. <laughs> One session that's, with the amazing. That's why every conversation he has with a lady who's around his same age is somehow sensual feeling. <laughs> <laughs> was, this the, was this the chapter when he was like having a conversation with Starling while she was like fixing his hair? And it was like uh, it was like somehow that amount that um, Yes, actually, I wanted to talk about that because I was talking to Joey about this earlier uh, before we set up. But I was like, it was kind of annoying because it was a callback to his, it was about his hair being like fine and tangled. Yeah. And then it was a callback to, to Molly saying that he was the best thing to come out of the stable since Burrich. And I think it's because of your hair. Your hair is finer than other Buckmen. And I was like, Okay, so this is like a larger conversation that I was going to bring up during during uh, spoiler cast, but it's not necessarily a spoiler. So much of the fandom depicts Fitz as mixed. He's brown. And mm-hmm. he's not a white guy. He's brown. He's not, he's not a white guy. And a lot of these cues, I think, are why. And it's like the same thing that happened with Hermione, you know, where it's like, oh, tan skin, curly, coarse hair. Like, this is a person of color. Mm. Um, And yet we have what are amazing illustrations, official illustrations in both the coloring book now and the illustrated editions of a white fits. And I think that there's a disconnect, I think, between what the fandom has kind of decided is is a canonical representation, like the fandom um, icon- iconography of Fitz. But I mean, the book covers have him as a white person. Yeah. Yeah. Everything quote unquote official has him as a white, as, yeah, as a white person. But then like the details just don't support it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't, I don't think the, I, I think you can read it both ways. Right. But what I think would have been better is that if, like, let's say this illustrated edition, which, again, is beautiful and I own it and whatever, but I think it would have been nicer if we'd had many different illustrators take on many different interpretations. Yeah. I think yeah. I think because right now I just see the fandom kind of mad and it's giving some of the racists, like, fuel to be like, he's white. See how he's white? He's white. And it's just, it's it doesn't matter in the end. And I, I just feel like there's room for... There's room I for kind of, that, that interpretation. I kind of draw him lighter skin, but still not white. So I'm like, I'm somewhere in between because I don't, I don't know what to do. Right. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's a book character. He's not real. But I just, I think for the people that 
who do interpret him as a person of color. And and the fact that like much of the fandom like has canonized him as that. Which we can get into like fandom discussions about all that. But I think that is important. Not only because this book ends up being listed when you talk about queer and and like and and alternate fantasy like non non-white fantasy it gets put in those lists because of details like this so anyway that's my rant about his hair (laughs) (laughs) but they also refer to it as as like i guess it's finer because he's got mountain stock in him too yeah right right but then that like implies that burritch and chivalry and all you know and verity and verity yeah but i don't know like what's What's regal? Is he mixed as well? Because I guess we don't know what Queen desires. Well, all we know is that people in Pharaoh have dumbass square haircuts with bangs. Yeah. They are <laughs> the worst. Which they're described which as, would uh, suggest as toe-headed. To me, as toe-headed. Which would suggest to me that they are whiter. Toe-headed is blonde. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go into our every episode prompts. So we have friends in high places, character introductions, and ex- exits. I wrote bye bye fucking carrot. Bye yeah, he carrot. Just died off screen. That is Garrett, fine with me. Parrot died off screen. You know, I'm fine with like I'm fine with henchmen doing that. Like we've had our we've had like multiple We've we've seen the throats slit. Like we're good. He's just like <laughs> ragdolled against the corner for some reason. No, like, he tried to hide from Verity's yeah. skill blast by like wedging himself into a crack and then he but died. Like, there. Okay, but a skill blast is doesn't require geographic space. No, no, I think he just did that Yeah, I he think felt he was, like he needed to hide. He was scared and terrified, and he was like, I'm going to hide in this crack, and then I'm going to die. Yeah. Then I'm going to get soggy flesh and smell. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh. <laughs> uh, also, hello, former Coterie member Kestrel. It's, again, about damn time. Uh, skills acquired. Purple is Jenny. Me. Uh, well, he learned how to open someone up to the skill after it had been burned out of them. And he learned that it's possible to heal with the skill and give yourself a naturally long life. Useful skills. Useful skills. Also, mm-hmm. carving a dragon seems imminent. So. That, that too. And doesn't the fool say, like, I think if I survive this, my puppets will be legendary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the Jim Henson of Buck. <laughs> So yes. fool, fool has magic fingers now. <laughs> yeah. Magic. Uh, animalists, animalists yeah. just go entirely to night eyes who's keeping everybody fed, even though they're total ingrates about it. And no one, <laughs> they're just taking it for granted that, and that he's going to get he's them. He like, took that chunk elk, out of Burl's leg, so. Yep. Yeah, Kettle was like, you got any food yet? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I haven't got hunting yet. Why don't you go hunt, Kettle? Yeah, Kestrel. go go hunt with your bow, <laughs> Kestrel. Eat a bird. So, <laughs> was the fool there, and how creepy was he being? The fool was there. The fool's been around. He's been with. Us I think for a he while. was being pretty creepy when he was, he was regal. Hella creepy when he was possessed. Yeah, he was not <laughs> acting normal. Hand syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super creepy. Also, not a good look to just like keel over. <laughs> And then he also didn't want to take a bath because it smelled like farts. Yeah. He also did like four or five dick jokes. I don't know how. Yeah, there's (laughs) lots of that. It was creepy when he's like, I want to go touch the girl on the dragon. 
That was creepy. Green manhood? (laughs) (laughs) So. I wonder. (laughs) Starling needs to work on her lyrics. If I had to put it on a scale of how creepy he was being, I'm going to give him like a six to a seven maybe oh okay six or seven on the creep scale that's high yeah yeah we're going back to chicken okay. teeth scale how comfortable are <laughs> you how comfortable are you with people making weird dick jokes all the time like <laughs> that's a creepy person i i'm not remembering as many dick jokes but now i'm remembering the green thing which was funny i don't know i needed some levity they felt like levity to me I am not threatened by the fool in any way. So. <laughs> I'm not threatened. I don't by find him nearly as creepy to... as you do. I didn't. Um, I didn't think the dick jokes were creepy. It was just so repetitive. I only count the two. What are the other ones? And also, you don't have to count the. Dick I know there were at least three. Those dick jokes with chiclet teeth. Dick oh. jokes with t- chiclet teeth would be pretty creepy. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. We know he had a couple tantrums, but they were beneficial. The mm-hmm. two were totally were beneficial. Warranted. I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of this of the trope where, you know, like the really knowledgeable character has all the knowledge and does not share it. Yeah. So it's been very frustrating to have Kettle just be like, here's a little bit of information. Not gonna give you all of it. A little bit. I mean I'm glad I'm glad at least she had you know, backstory reasons for it, even though a lot of it's bullshit. Um, and I'm also glad that, you know, it wasn't just the right time for her to share the information. It was Fitz just being like, will you fucking yeah, like, already? Tell me or I'm going to punt your ass You're leaving off of a bridge. Camp. You old <laughs> bitch. Well, go back to that bridge everyone likes. Dinosaur. Fuck off. So, high. Back <laughs> Back to skills acquired for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Fitz did that. Uh, did the Verity thing where he uh, surrounded the fool with a skill and kept. Him oh, skill hugs! Yeah, that's true. Skill, skill hug. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, skill hugs. Uh, we all also uh, <laughs> besides the good tantrum moments, Fitz did have some extremely bad decisions in that he <laughs> ran his mouth in front of an obviously possessed fool. Oh my <laughs> god! Which but at yes, this point does. we expect of him, really. But it was extra dumb. Assassin <laughs> peak skill. Um, but did you die? Uh, nobody died except for Carrot, but he'd been dead. Uh, but I don't think that... I think that Verity's not okay. Yeah, he's, he seems... He yeah. seems out of sorts. He seems Off. in need of greens. Like, he just... <laughs> <laughs> get him a salad. He needs to... You know, he's just not taking care of yeah, himself. Yeah, he'll get better. He just eats a salad. He's definitely burned out. Definitely um, a that's a lot of roughage for a man who hasn't eaten recently, though. So tread <laughs> lightly. Fuck him up. Uh, what made you cry? Uh, bagpipes for Ashley. <laughs> uh, I also I understand that Ketrikan maybe didn't handle it all that well, but again, she's this really kind of of age with Fitz. She's not that old. There's a lot on her on her mind. She needs a break. She's not. Yeah. She didn't get anything out of the strip that she was hoping for. Everyone can help Verity, but her. I don't know Verity. why I lack sympathy for her. And I, I like. I know that I should have it because she has been through some shit. Like 
Her brother was killed right in front of her via poison. She lost her baby. She had to chop off all her... dead. She had to chop off all her gorgeous hair for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, but I just... I don't know what it is about her. I'm just kind of like... Just, I, don't, I don't know. Suck it up. I'm wrong, <laughs> I and I know it. I think it's because she gets... I think it's because she gets jealous of everything, and it's like, the other people can't help it either. So it's just a really shitty situation. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing that they can do for her. They can't be like, you can help him by sitting there. Make a fire. Make a fire. Sharpen a chisel. <laughs> Is nobody uh, on watch? Somebody needs to be on watch. The fool right? and oh, sure were on watch, but they were putzing around. They were playing with their fingers. Oh, <laughs> touching shit. They were touching shit. Darling um, is on watch. Yeah. Oh, well, they're safe now. Uh, what <laughs> else? Oh, I, I did get emotional when the fool, like, was able to finally, like, really know, like, deep down that Fitz cared for him. Yeah. And that it wasn't pity. Like, that was, he was just so overjoyed. And I think a joyous fool is my favorite fool. Uh, did Fitz suck, Joey? Uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit. But not, not as much as in previous chapters. I mean, this right, was no, what chapter was it where he, what was the chapter where he was like, he, he got busted out of a window, he fell right into the trap. <laughs> I feel like that was, that was, Tradeford. that was the worst he's been and he's definitely not there. I feel like he's, okay. I said he, he's got a lot of assistance now. Yeah. Cause he wasn't, he didn't have the, he didn't have night eyes, he didn't have the full, he didn't have anybody when he sucked the most. He really needs to be. I'm going to say uh, he, 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 he didn't suck a lot. Wow, that, it's really hard for you to just say no. <laughs> I mean, he totally, he totally gave up a location. That, that's kind of bad assassin behavior, but let's just let that slide. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before? Before we end, you guys, we only have one more section. One more section, and I started dabbling in it, and the shit gets fucking weird. I warned you, <laughs> Ashley. I warned. I told you it was weird. <laughs> like, when does it get weird? When does it get weird? Oh, the last five chapters. That's when it gets weird. <laughs> I do. She has like all her books are kind of like a little slow, a little slow, a little slow, and then the end of it, it's like. Toilet like paper just, is running out. Yeah, exactly. It's the end of the toilet paper roll, and <laughs> this one is the same damn thing. And you gotta start getting creative. <laughs> one ply at a time. Get that, get that, split that square. That three <laughs> All right. So, reminder for next reading section: it's going to be chapters thirty-six through forty-one, uh, which is there instead of an epilogue, but it's going to be six chapters. Uh, this time, but it'll be fine. <laughs> she uh, says to reaffirm herself. <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> it's just weird that it just suddenly changed from being, you know, an epilogue at the end till just a chapter. Yeah. This is chapter 41. 
not an epilogue. Does it leave uh, off on a cliffhanger and that's why? You would think that like the final book would it's, definitely have yeah. an epilogue too. Yeah, it's the final book of the trilogy, but this one, no fucking Also, epilogue. I Fuck feel you. like I'm not going to get a lot of resolution out of this, or maybe there will be. I don't know. I'm oh. like... <laughs> There's a lot to, it's a lot to resolve. Yeah, I'm like, when, I mean, I'm, I'm in it and like the, there's even fewer chapters for things to get resolved i'm like okay we're running out of <laughs> that's time. why there's like five other trilogies and and we have been warning you i think not not that subtly <laughs> that well yeah, it's like it's like five chapters or six chapters left and it's like they're still in the quarry shipping hmm. away to dragon yeah. kettle's finally shared some knowledge and it's like oh i feel like this should be in the middle of the book nope. yeah no <laughs> No, no, you walk there in real time. <laughs> so can, can my new re- readers sign out, please? All right, you guys. I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram with me and my cat at Ladybird Parker. I was Joey at powerkid.exe on Instagram. I make giant toys for a living. <laughs> Not a bad life. Okay. But you don't have skill fingers. Okay, brag. Brag, brag, brag. <laughs> Rachel, what do, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Eli, anybody? I do I do this. <laughs> I do, do this. I read Robin Hobb. I have a boring job. It's fine. I like it. It's very me. Hey, Eli. Yeah? What do you do? Every fucking time, Eli. You, oh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. Uh, I'm Jenny. I get to draw some Halloween monsters tomorrow at work. It's gonna be super awesome. Ooh, blueberries. Um, is it is it Franken marshmallows? I have to draw uh, some non traditional Halloween monsters because we can't possibly have the same character on multiple bags, and it's annoying. <laughs> anyway, you can find me at Faceless Spray on Instagram. Uh, and I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter, where I will cuss you out if you <laughs> if you're mean to me in any way. Uh, and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram, where I only post pretty pictures of costumes. If you like what we're doing, check out the Fire and Lunch podcast for all things A Song of Ice and Fire and RTFB podcast for more sci-fi fantasy reading discussions. This is Buckheap Radio. We're everywhere. You can email us at buckheapradio at gmail. I like them, especially when they're nice. Uh, and next up is spoiler section. Spoiler section. Three wise people went to Jump A Town to talk about spoilers. <laughs> And they never came and they down. Never they never came down. down. <laughs> we definitely will not finish our dragon. That is for sure. Screw <laughs> you. I don't need your help. I can make a dragon all by myself. Yeah, that mean. sounds like... Uh... So Ashley's got, gotten to the part with the body swap sex. Yes. FYI. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> I have not gotten there yet. I'm only in chapter 37. I can't wait to cringe all over again. It's going to be terrible. <gasps> Poor, poor Katrickin. She just gets. She's shafted the whole series. At least she thinks that Fitz is hot. Yeah, and then she just gets to stare at him for the rest of her life. Like, like, hmm.
Hey, Fitz. <laughs> Will you go I'm save, not your son? Part... <laughs> yeah, right. I did get to the part where uh, Kettle tells Fitz about his mother, who he has memories of, but doesn't actually remember. And he's like, ugh, I don't want to think about this. He runs away. <laughs> I really like these last few chapters, but uh, Ashley is going to have to go uh, be okay with it being unresolved, because like, you really don't get Four books. It's going to take four, well, really five books <laughs> until, five more books and then she'll know. Isn't that great? Yeah, because you don't really get anything in the in Fool's Errand, yeah, do you? Yeah, no, because that's the errand part. <laughs> yeah, that's just like cats. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only thing I remember about that book is just cats. jumping through the steel pillars, cats, and you spoiling Nida's death room. <gasps> oh no, I can't remember I did that. How do you not remember this? We have this conversation every time we talk about these books. It blocks it. I like, did hey, do that. that time? I remember that time we spoke. <laughs> I did do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all John Snow's fault. You were too distraught over his death. I was also. I also cannot real. I don't remember what I've read and <laughs> in what book. It's a problem. That's why I don't. I can't read ahead during the reread. Otherwise, I'll be like blah 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 blah, and then I've spoiled everyone. Uh, I have nothing else to say except that I don't understand why Verity's dragon had to be so much bigger than everyone else's. Because he thought he had to fight the whole war by himself. Yeah, because he couldn't wake the other dragons, so he was like, hey. I wonder if so it's... So he made a dragon real big? I don't... If it's... Yeah, because he was like, this will be the only one. If it's bigger, does it need more people in it? Or more life I in it. I would assume so. I would assume so, but he doesn't. I mean, who ends up in it? That's like part of Fitz, Kettle, and Verity. That's it. And Goal. Oh, she's not real. <laughs> hey, it's like saying Night Eyes isn't real, but Night Eyes goes into the wolf. No, Night Eyes is real. That's different. No, I mean, That's a different no, magic but, altogether. No, but by that point in time, he's not a real wolf. No, but so Gull lives that's, inside of Kettle. But that's the wit. That's no, because Gull and Kestrel were not wit bonded. You, you don't know. No, that. They were skill bonded. You don't know it. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know either. But you I don't did, know. <laughs> I did have a lot of like, you know, I like guess flash forwards to Fitz carving his stone dragon. I don't, I don't want to, the whole time I was, I, I'm really mad actually, because <laughs> every time I'm just like, this is the shithole. This is it. This is the place, <laughs> this bullshit place with carrots, stupid bones in the corner. <laughs> and fuck this place. With hate Fitz it. And his the whole time I was like, back. is it this place? Is it this part of the ground? Are they camped in it? Which tent is where? No, I don't want to. Mad, I'm it's, mad it's about pretty... it. How big is the wolf comparatively to Verity's giant dragon? <laughs> <laughs> is it like it's like a like... shoulder? <laughs> is it like a tenth of the size? Yeah, there's only there's only two and a half guys in it. Well, I mean, there's not any. And a whole lot of bugs, like worms. <laughs> that was what really put it over. You the bugs. No. 
their little memories of chewing. But it, I, because I did read a little bit ahead, so there is the part where you know Fitz is just like really angry at Verity for not letting him, like, be a part of the dragon making. Right. And I'm like, well, you're gonna get your chance someday. He puts part. He well, puts he his thoughts for Molly in that in Verity's dragon. Yeah, yeah. He puts all the no, bits that make him a bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but the the part I was reading was just him being like, "Why can't I help? Why can't I help?" and Verity's like trying to explain why he can't. I love that part too because he's like, Fitz is so mad at them for not just explaining everything to him, and they're like, "We're trying. You're just not getting it." Oh man, there's so much guess, that's coming up. And the part that like section. lets him understand how pregnancy works, he puts that in the dragon too. <laughs> <laughs> so there's sex with Kitty. There is oh boy, Birch and Molly. There yeah. is finishing the dragon. There is Fitz waking up the other dragons, and you have that like that scene where he's like fighting the guards, and he, yeah, I just read that. And Verity comes and saves him. Um, mm-hmm. You have small ferret killing the, Regal. The you have small ferret. The Whitbees. Yeah, the Whitbees. Cool. Oh, oh, I totally forgot. You know, whenever you I look will... up Molly fan art, ninety percent of the time it's the stupid Whitbees. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, I did appreciate her in that scene. I she mean, she's smart. yeah, because it's like a thing she does that's her own fucking idea. That yes, and she I like, appreciated that moment. Yeah. for her because she was finally sort of. I mean, she's still like. You know, tangential to the story. Like if she like, had packed a bag and was like, her. "I'm going to find Fitz at that moment," and then their their storylines had like collided Merged. somehow, that would have been cool. But instead, it's like, "I'll marry Burrich," which is fine. That's a really good decision. I support right. her, but it's also not the story I'm reading. Therefore, she exits the story at that. Moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But in that moment, she was actually the story had come to her. Mm-hmm. Right. And she interacted with it for a small moment in time and she was confident and I like when she goes out the window and like just runs away from Nettle and Birch and Fitz are both just like, Why the fuck is she just running oh oh here she comes, she's doing something smart. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, that one you sent after me, dead. And now I've got bees. Now I've got wet bees. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just think of the Bayhive somehow. It all becomes a whole thing in my brain. Uh, so then I will talk to you guys next week for the final episode of this trilogy. What's it called? The Farseer Trilogy? Is that its yes. official name? Are yeah. you trying to do like the final countdown? Yes. But... <laughs> but I realize it's not a countdown. <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> this is a good effort. I'm try. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.